What's going on, everybody? Mark from CCO's The Science of Fishing. I'm here with Travis and Patrick from Icy Tech Coolers. We're going to talk everything from keeping your ice cold, how to keep your fish good, and how to get it going, guys. You've landed on CCO's The Science of Fishing, where passion meets precision. Hold on tight as we dive in. But before we do, we would like to thank Sea Mule and Black Reef Co. for sponsoring this episode. Thank you guys for coming around. I appreciate you coming to town and flying in for this. It's, it's incredible. I appreciate, I appreciate it. it. First time here in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, ble pleasure's ours. How is it? How's your trip then? Uh, muggy. Yeah. <laughs> Rainy and muggy. Yeah, I get that. It's uh, the weather in Miami is always where I think we're in hurricane season still right now. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is getting shot in October, guys. So we're, uh, you guys are came at a weird time. Uh, we were looking for that sun and, you know, that tropical. No. Yeah. No. Not the tropical storm, not the tropical weather. You know? Yeah, I know. But yeah. it's okay. I appreciate you guys coming down, though. I mean, it's a pleasure to have you here at the studio. And, you know, we're going to talk all things Icy Tech. So let's awesome. start from the beginning. Where did... Icy Tech start. From my understanding, you guys are the OGs before Yeti, yes. before any of these guys. Yeah, that is yeah, correct. It's, it's kind of like, you know, people joke there should be a documentary called Cooler Wars at some point. I mean, it's just, <laughs> there's so many rumors and, you know, large fish stories out there. But the truth is, Icy Tech started long before all the other Rotomold cooler companies. So, 1988, two guys, this is going to sound like a very familiar story. Yeah. Two brothers in Australia. We're trying to design a better cooler. Okay. Sound familiar? Yeah. So anyways, they were starting to play with rotational molding, and the tie had already started doing some rotational molding polymers, and they thought, well, let's develop a cooler. So they created a mold. Uh, actually, this was in 87, but 88 is when they first started making it, and that started distribution in Australia, New Zealand, kind of the eastern seaboard of Asia. And uh, in 1998, so it took 10 years of making this cooler and you know, building a life to it. Uh, on its 10th birthday, it moved to the United States for distribution. So it was okay. distributed out of uh, Eastern Shore, Maryland, out of Salisbury. Uh, gentleman owned it, ran a shop out of there, uh, was kind of sold all over the country. And uh, to our best of our understanding now, everybody asks, well, how did Yeti white label that cooler? Because Yeti's first three years was, you know, they had a couple coolers, but one of them was a sticker on our cooler. Oh, really? And it was called the Yeti Roughneck. Okay. So... Okay. Uh, I actually recently just heard kind of the, as Paul Harvey would say, the rest of the story. Uh, it was King Ranch that had our coolers and still to this day is running our coolers on their hunt trucks. No way. Yeah. I just got pictures from this, this last Saturday. Um, and they introduced the Cedar brothers to the cooler okay. according to them. Yeah. So it, it was kind of like, wow. So this is how that whole thing started. So that went on for three years. They went off to other manufacturing in Asia, as everybody knows, and that's the coolers you know today. Um, but yeah, so we've we've been around for a long time. The brand, a lot of people go, well, we thought you went out of business. Yeah, it never went out of business. It just it changed distributorship, and some distributors worked really hard, some not so much. But at the end of the day, we, they didn't really have a website. They didn't have the social media following, uh, and now look where we're at today. After five and a half years. I came in in 2018 and uh, 2019, I bought the company CEO and Travis and I and our team have now reached as of yesterday, 277 million people on average on social media. Wow. Uh, and that doesn't count uh, like TikTok, and we can get all that yeah. later, but uh, yeah. it, it's grown immensely. Uh, we've actually maxed out our capacity in manufacturing. <laughs> We're working to manufacture more. Wow. Uh, but yeah, a lot of great things going on. Yeah. I mean, you guys, so then how did Yeti, kind of 
grow and, and how did you so you guys from my understanding you licensed to them for three years or something like that right well i didn't yeah <laughs> i would have never done it but yeah, yeah the, the former distributor guys. did yeah, yeah. Right. so from my understanding uh chris Gibo was the guy's name okay. uh he he was from the eastern shore of salisbury area uh and he did a white label license deal uh where they it was kind of co-brand. Well, we don't know for sure if it was co-branded, co-branded but if you right. Google search it, yeah. uh, you got to love the power of search engines, right? Yeah, man. You see a lot that had both names on it. So it would say like Yeti, Roughneck, Icy Tech. Okay. And then it was just Yeti, Roughneck. So, right. you know, I wasn't around then. I was in the military at that time. So yep. I, I had more important things to worry about. But yeah. uh, long story short, it's just kind of like, you know, Cool. That's a cool story, right? Like you're yeah. rooting for the underdog and bringing back the quality product that was lightweight and high performance. But we've also kind of like pushed to change the game and take it to another step. So right. that's what we're working on. I know you guys are coming out with a really cool product we can't talk about right now. But when <laughs> you guys five. Yeah. <laughs> when it does come out, yeah. you yeah. guys are gonna blow the competition out of the water. Yeah. It, it'll be a game over. It's incredible. For sure. Yeah. So what's kind of the next steps for you guys? What this you got this new product coming out. What's your game plan to kind of, you know, take the reins and be the king of coolers and well, cooler wars, we, man? <laughs> we've had a lot of very important meetings um, yeah. with the powers that be. Powers and, and that we'll, be. Well, yeah, we're going to keep that part of that. But, uh, you know, I, I like to strive for excellence. I think a lot of people do that are competitive, yeah. uh, you know, patriotic. You want to you do the right thing in a lot of different things. So we've shifted technologies to make just a far superior cooler, like – what, what people know, it's kind of like saying what people knew of the car back when it was Model T yeah. versus today. Right. You know, and with today's technology and new polymers and new blends, we're able to develop products that, you know, the days of holding ice for a week are just long gone. Like, we're going to yeah. far surpass that. Super lightweight, you know, jobs that are made in America. And that's what we're working on. So yeah. we, we have a big collaboration. Uh, but, it's you know, we're trying to get ahead of this power curve if you will because right. in today's world it, you know scarcity is a good thing because you know people want what they can't have yep. but on the other hand we're trying to make sure most people can have this cooler right and you know what it started off discussing manufacturing we we're like okay can we do a million units the first year um and then just in the preliminary discussions those were already sold and we haven't finished it yet so wow. they've just kind of you know these are confidential conversations where they've seen that prototype yeah and then it was two million then it was three million what are you doing now? We're working on more. Yeah. <laughs> it's just nonstop, huh? No. Yeah. But it's all American jobs. It's all American distribution. I was ask, where yeah. are your coolers made? Where is everything? So the coolers have been still made in Thailand, the original coolers. Okay. Uh, we're working on manufacturing College Station, Texas right now. Okay. Uh, for the new cooler. Uh, that material will also be used in other products that uh, complementary to coolers that where you need them to hold ice and be durable. And, you know, yeah. So you can imagine a cup that holds ice for a week. It's Pretty, That'd pretty, be cool. pretty cool, so, man. Or hot, you know. People <laughs> yeah. like to keep that hot. That's gross, but if you want yeah, to drink yeah, forty-year-old coffee, bacteria, but <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Not uh, hot, cold though. But there's just there's so much good, and yeah. you know, we got into it for the right reasons, and and our team has been so solid because we're focused on making a difference, making an impact. Uh, I got into this for a very simple reason. I came in to consult. I seen the product. I'm like, man, that looks like an OG Yeti. You know, I didn't yeah. know the difference, right? You educate the consumer. Right. And when I found out it was, and it was better price point, the distribution was horrible. I'm like, this, this is a challenge. I like a challenge. And 
Sorry. He doesn't always like a challenge, but he's yeah. really good at it. Yeah. So he can't say he doesn't like them. I'm going to, I'm going to nudge him on that. But, uh, Anyways, in 2011, I lost one of my best friends uh, with SEAL Team 6, 90 days after the log raid. No, please don't be because, you know, mindset is everything, right? So, you know, the first few years I was really depressed, trying to figure out who I was, what I was going to do with my life. 2017, I attempted suicide. And after that, I was able to get my life together with some guidance and some help from some really great folks uh, and and partner with his father who started the first foundation for Gold Star Families. So Gold Star parents lost a son or daughter in combat are going to these healing retreats and getting the help they need. And, and the transition turnaround yeah. is phenomenal. So this mission for us isn't just make coolers and make money. Our money right. is going back to helping these folks. Nobody in this company makes a six-figure salary. I mean, it's really? not even close, <laughs> actually. Yeah. I wish we could. And but you guys are selling millions of units. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's, it's more about doing the right thing. I mean, trust me, this is a dream job. My clients call me and say, hey, we're going fishing. You're coming tomorrow. You know, yeah. Travis, you got this? You know, yeah, yeah he's got it. Right, I'm heading to South Texas. We're going offshore. You know, nice. so, you know, where I have a job where we can make a difference, hunt and fish every day and raise my kids in the outdoors, what more can I ask for? Right. Yeah. So that is that what drives you every day for you guys? Absolutely. Absolutely. So what gets you going? Where did, how did you get on board with this? He <laughs> bought the company. How did you come along? So I've known Patrick for about seven years <laughs> yeah. um, and get been in the, the outdoor. You can in, get the mic closer if yeah. you want. Uh, you can do it. Throw it up here. Um, yeah. Been in the outdoor industry for uh, 22 plus years. Okay. Um, had some time at UPS, 14 years in management uh, and marketing um, on the marketing side, on the, on the what can Brown do for you team. Um, left there, COO at Smoky Mountain Knife Works. Sevierville, uh, left yep. there, built a gun store, uh, Bud's Gun Shop and Range, and then kind of went on my own um, and started doing a lot of consulting and would talk to him ever so often. And uh, I need help. I need help. A year, <laughs> a year and a half ago, he, he called me with questions and kind of go through things. And so he called me um, in July of 2022 and said, hey, I've got some issues with what we're doing on Amazon. So I came over. And, you know, a little bitty shop and kind of going through it. I won't even get into the details of what the shop was like. Um, <laughs> we didn't even have a bathroom. Yeah. Really? Uh, back then, uh, yeah. So, you know, help him out a little bit. And I was like, you know, we could really update this website. And I said, you know, I do that. And he was like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we talked about it, went through it. I and think then, I paid you with a cooler. Uh, you did. Really? You did. <laughs> I, I actually felt bad about taking it i mean it was just i mean because i know their story yeah. and i know what they're trying to do right and I, you know honestly it went from there built a new website rolled it out in september of last year um and then it was hey won't you come help me with some marketing um and where i, I kind of strive in this industry um in the outdoor industry especially yep and said okay and started seeing you know, seeing the feedback, seeing the engagement, seeing that there really wasn't um, a fence around what we could do. And that's what kind of drives me. Yeah. Um, you know, looking at numbers that are unmeasurable right now. Um, so from my standpoint, I look at it and, and my motivation is to make this thing be everything that that he's put into it. Um, you know, truly inspirational from, from my standpoint and looking at it. So, uh, it, it is, uh, <laughs> it is everything we want it to be. We're, we're branching out in different directions from barbecue, 
Um, obviously, we've been in the fishing industry a long time. Yep. We are working on a license with Smith & Wesson um, wow. to have a Smith & Wesson cooler. That's going to be killer, man. Um, that actually kind of scares me. Yeah. The, feedback, the feedback was way more than we thought it was yeah. going to be. Yeah. And it's like, Good or we, like, yeah, like, like, can we make this many coolers? Like, it was that big. Really? Um, Travis is he's, he's a real humble guy. Uh, probably didn't pick up on it from what he just said because – He's actually way beyond that. And what I mean by that is, like, I'll come up with a vision and then say, can, can you make this magic happen? Right. And he does. So if there's any headhunters out there out. listening to this right now, just know you'll have a bunch of SEAL team guys, like, I'll make a call. They'll don't even think about it. <laughs> but, you know, he, he's one of those guys that can just make it happen. And, and yeah. you know, we travel together. We do, we do you know, cohesiveness and, and a lot of uh, continuity in what we do, you know, because we're just – it's the military way, right? If something happens right. to me, I want to make sure things are still going. Something happens to him, I know what's right. going on. But, uh, you know, with him, it was like, I think we were sitting in Thailand um, <laughs> back in March. And, you know, I, I just, kind of like Rain Man when it comes to ideas, you'll, you'll, you'll pick up on yeah. it here soon. But uh, we were sitting there and I'm like, hey, man, um, we got to fix this social media stuff. I said, you know, Facebook is, people go, like, people go to YouTube to learn. Right. Yep. Most of the time they'll go, how do I change the oil on this truck? Or, you know, it's how do I this or how do I that? And then if they want to like hear the newest products and the newest podcast, you know, they're going to Facebook. Right. If they want to laugh for six seconds, TikTok, you yeah. know. So I said, we got to we got to diversify and split this up. But let's find something that works for all overall. I said, and what's the like the cleanest old humor in America? Dad jokes. Right. Right. So I've I seen like, some of your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this we, stuff's funny, man. <laughs> we, we launched it back again in March. We started it two years ago, actually. Yeah, People right. were like, oh, this is great. It's like, yeah, go back two years and look at our content. Uh, but he he sent it to our media team. We got a really great media guy, just like y'all do. And and uh, Travis sent it to him. And next thing we know, it's like, how many hundreds of millions of people did we just reach? And this has yeah. been in, what, three weeks, four weeks? Yeah. yeah, this has been over the month of October. What's, really? your, what's your, how many people Oh, yeah, people it wasn't March, it was now? September. Oh, was September. Um, so I know we've reached about 14 million people in the month of October. Wow. And it's the 24th. So it's a it's a crazy number. Yeah. Uh, it's an unmeasurable. Yeah, that's just TikTok. That's just TikTok. Yeah. That's killer. So, so I think it was uh, 320 million people in the last two weeks we've reached. Yeah. Yeah, for three weeks. Yeah, dude, that those are like you guys are throwing around. Big <laughs> we don't know numbers, how to measure man. those weight. numbers. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it's I mean, measurable. I put growth and it just says nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine point nine nine percent plus. I'm like, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. So we I broke mean, it. Yeah, <laughs> the key is to you know get everybody to understand and laugh, and laughter is a great tool to use in going through and making people feel better every day. And yeah. we're there's four of us trying to. <laughs> Keep up with comments. Keep up with responses. Keep up right. with. But your phone dies. But your phone dies constantly. Yeah. Are you guys just sitting there all day, just uh, yeah. Well, you have to just put it down. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna yeah. get productive. You got to disconnect. Well, I mean, point. we were at dinner last night, and my phone died, and then just he, from constantly vibrating from yeah. And he had to kind of go through and and get it set up and done. But we got an incredible team. Um, you know, kudos to, to Nick and Will yep. and what they've done and what they've been able to develop and. Now we're going to take it and, and continue to move it. You know, we've gotten Patrick when he's in town. We, we engage him and kind yeah. of go through what we're doing. We've got a new plan next week of what we're going to be doing with the trade show that we're, we're looking can, at. Can we tell people? I don't know when this airs, but can we tell people, like, what the next little series of dad jokes uh, includes? Yeah, you sure can. I mean, so we, you know, you said you've seen some of them. Yeah. So we, uh, Somebody made a suggestion on there. I thought it was a great idea. So we went out and filmed last week, and uh, we took some duck calls. 
Okay. I was like, here, hold that. Put right. it in your mouth, you know. And then we told the dad jokes. And, the <laughs> <laughs> and you were laughing a little bit. Have little you ever heard of laughter through the a laughing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Through, yeah. Uh, through a duck call. <laughs> yeah. They're honestly my favorite. I, I'm really looking forward to them coming out. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of scared because it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because um, we found out last Saturday yeah. we're the fa- we were the fastest growing business account in TikTok history. Yeah, really? and it was like, oh, and did they email you or what? How did you? They reached out, yeah. to Will they reached out to Will, and it was like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then I was like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, it, it's cool. Like people, yeah. it, his, right. his fan, he had a family member doing it. It's like everybody wants to have a viral video, right? And you guys have had viral videos. It's like, okay, you did it, cool. What's next? Yeah, well, what's next? So you got to capitalize you, on it. And keep right. Going. So it, yeah. it's kind yeah. of funny, and, and I preach on this to a lot of people's perception. Like we set goals, and you'll ask kids nowadays, or you know, what do you want? Oh, I want to be the CEO of that company. And then what? Yeah. You know, I'm the CEO. I have goals above that. But, right. You know, we push that in our culture at work. Is like when you set a goal and you now become the authority in it, have something beyond that. Like right. nobody ever says, "I want to be the best former president." Yeah. They're just like. I just want to be the well, president. Well, to put it in perspective, yeah. I mean, we, we set goals for ourselves and the team. You know, we wanted to reach a million people this year in views. Okay. Um, you I, far surpassed so, that, man. So, <laughs> it seemed like a reasonable goal. It was, it was a reachable goal based yeah. on yeah. history and based on what I could go back and see and say this is what yeah. we can do. And, you know, none of our ads are paid. None. Zero. That's zero. all zero ads. All That's all zero ads spent. Wow. We've never spent organic. a penny through social media. Wow. Yeah. So I'm an organic guy when it comes to yeah. meta. When it He's comes. the Whole Foods of social media. Yeah. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. Dude, so, he's killing it. So we set it up and we set a million. So we hit a million in June. And then I said, okay. I said, I think we can we can reach this up to two. So, you know, we got up to like 1.7 in August. And then, you know, we had our trip in Thailand. And we were talking about how... You know, we've really got to get video more involved. We've got to do things because our, our content, our picture content, and the writing that we're doing and what we're doing and telling the story is spot on. And I feel really good about what we're doing from that standpoint. Right. And so, you know, we did some videos, and we knew they weren't up to par. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we talked about it, and he, he pushed the idea and then just gave the reins to the guys and said, hey – you guys go do this, you know, and, and look back and you kind of go through it and then you put the numbers together and you're like, ah, there's no sense in even putting numbers to it. Yeah. I can't calculate a percentage on this. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, it's really unbelievable and we're excited about what the future means and what it is, but I'm on to what we're doing in the first quarter. Yeah. yeah. I'm on the, it's all we're focused on. Uh, I'm on to what we're doing, what we're doing next. Yeah. And kind of going through and being able to make people laugh and then tell our story in between. Yep. Um, obviously, we'd love to sell some product, too. Yeah. Um, and kind of going through what we're doing. Um, we feel like that happens That happens naturally and, honestly, organically. Yep. Um, when you develop that relationship with people, um, you know, the three of these guys have become semi-cult celebrities with uh all kinds of comments and oh yeah all kinds of uh all kinds of little fun fun statements um and what they're doing <laughs> but you know it's good because it's good you yeah you get behind a brand that you know people and we're right. real people and yeah we're not a company that you know what you see is what you get with us yeah 
Um, That's why I have you guys here. You know, yeah. I want people Thank to understand you. who you guys are. Yeah, and but we appreciate it's that because it's there's so many companies that say, "Oh, we're real people." Yeah, but it's like, okay, well, what are you doing about it? Right. You know, and and social media is such a great tool. Like you said, people want to know the people behind the brand. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, you say you're about people. Like, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna name drop anybody, but you this can is if one you of the things. Man. No, I'm like, <laughs> even though you're an attorney, I ain't, yeah. but uh, there's a lot of veteran brands out there that are yeah. not who they say they are. I've and seen. I'm not gonna name drop. You anybody probably know either. who I'm talking we about. Know. It's yeah. changed over time. They used yeah. to be, and then now it's like you're huge now, and yeah, not. And you see, like everything. How much did they give to charity? Oh no. Oh, oh, we, we're this, and you know. But then yeah. you look where their campaign donations. It's like. Things don't add up, you know, and so for us, it's the transparency in what we do and, you know, the quality products to the people. Like, I mean, how many times, I don't know if you guys, I'm I'm not going to name store names either, but you go to like a big box store and you're looking for a product because you're trying to make a repair on the boat or you're trying, and it's just overpriced garbage that the reason it's being sold is because the margin is great and it's cheap Chinese made. And you're, that's what you're going to buy. So that's what's available. But yeah. even though Jimmy up the road has an epoxy that'll fix that boat that's so easy to work with in 20 seconds, but you'll never know about it yeah. because of the way the commerce and the consumer work. And what we do and the people we're working with is over the next 10 years is changing the mindset of the consumer and the way our commerce works here in this country. Right. It's yeah. not about buying the cheapest product with the best margin. It's about buying the best product. Yeah. And I don't think... Other than apparel, there really is no other industry in the outdoor space that's knocked off so many times in coolers. Yeah. Um, because even in fishing, you have a lot of knockoffs, but there are a lot of different products. Where cooler is a cooler. I mean, it serves really part, one yeah. purpose. Yeah. Keep your drinks and your fish cold, you know, right. yeah. or hot, you know, in our case too. But it's uh, just takes time. It's an uphill battle. It's not an easy road. Don't recommend you want to get into it if you don't have the, the grit to do I'm it. I'm not but, planning on it, man. <laughs> you know, but if you're going to do the right some, thing, some uh, patience. Yeah, yeah, be yeah. patient and, and buckle up. It, okay. You're going to yeah. be broke. You're going to lose sleep. You may lose it all, but in the end, it pays off. It's definitely Good. a marathon for us and what we've been trying to do and accomplish. And it's fun to see some success and kind of go through and, and you know, reach more people, be more well-known and what we're trying to do from a branding perspective yep. um, and understanding that we're selling a superior product. And, you know, there's 28 cooler companies out there right now. And I won't name names and kind of going through and doing it. That's it? Uh, that's what I track. I'm sure there's a lot more. <laughs> I'm there. sure there's a lot more. I'm just saying that, that are on the radar when yeah. you're going through and you're analyzing. Yeah. There's 28. and 28. 28. So, 28 measurable yeah. yeah. So you kind of go through and say, hey, um, we're telling the story. We're telling the story the right way. We're engaging our people. Um, and good things happen when you do those things. Right. And when you get to know us as people, um, you know, because ultimately there's six of us. I mean, six, seven of us. Ten. Ten total. Um, Relatively small. Uh you know, that's yeah. not that's not a big team. Yeah, no. we've got eight full timers and two part timers. Wow. Um, and then we've got I mean we've got reps and distributors all yeah. around the country and then of course around the globe, but they're not part of our group. But uh You guys have to wear many hats then though. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like this is a topic of conversation a lot. Yeah. Um I yeah. so I don't know if people saw the video. I know I deleted it from TikTok. So I I was out scrubbing the floors of this warehouse. You know, we we moved into a new facility. 
uh, racked out total square footage. I think it was like 450,000 or something, yeah. three, something like that. But yeah. And, uh, middle of July in West Tennessee, it's real hot, real muggy. Yep. It's 120 degrees. And, uh, the guys were like, Hey, we got to push. Cause we had one of those riding Zamboni machines. You know, oh, really? Those are cool. Of course yeah. I want to ride on it. <laughs> like get the hell out of my way. But the smaller ones where you have to like push, walk behind, but they're self propelled. Yeah. Well, everything was racked. So you had to go into the racking and, I'm six foot six, Dude, right? You're huge. And a lot of the guys <laughs> that work for us are five, <laughs> nine, five, ten. Yeah, a little. But they little still smaller. had to duck under, you know, their first level rackings right here. Yeah. So I said, all right. So I grabbed an office chair and I squeezed the go handle and I just rode behind it, you know, underneath <laughs> the racks. And it made a funny video. And everyone's yeah. like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, but no, that you got to do it, whatever it takes. Right. So we have fun. There's a lot of days that just suck, but you got to have fun doing right. it. Um, you know, it's. You got fishing, the water sucks, and it's raining. Hey, it's better than being in the office, right? Dude, so I, you're always looking you at the positive. You crack a cold one and you're having fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You but know. there's a lot of days we'll call each other and just, just, yeah, yeah. a lot of swear words. I'm but, sure. Uh, yeah. But we have a lot of fun, and, yeah. and you have to. Yeah, you know? of course. We love what we do, and, and we love the industry. I, I couldn't imagine a life not fishing and being yeah. outdoors, and it's just, you know, we, we've traveled to a lot of cities, uh, big cities, and you talk with some folks, and we've got a show that we talk on and about the outdoors, and it's like when you talk to people who have never experienced the outdoors, you can you see such a distinct transition between their life and yours, and it's like, wow, you know, you think maybe their mental health would improve if they Dude, I think that put all that the phone time. down uh, and went outdoors. Like, what do you do for fun, man? Yeah. What is your, what's your hobby? When they tell you it, it's walk down the sidewalk of the main street, and not the back alley. Yeah. It's like. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. You know, but that's, you know, whether they're, you know, it's a sociological reason why they're there or it's a, a financial reason why they're there. But, you know, these, we have a lot of nonprofits that we support too that take inner yeah. city kids out fishing. Uh, Wicked Tuna guys, you know, Paul Hebert, Dave Marciano. That's awesome. Uh, Anytime they call up, and they're like, and they help us with ours, right? So he'll yeah. call us and say, "Hey, you're doing a benefit for this veteran or for pancreatic cancer. We'll give you donate a trip." So That's they'll awesome. put that in the auctions. They're just great guys, and yeah. uh, you know, with TV and shows, what you see is not always what you get. But with that show, what you see is what you get. And, really? you know, Paul really does laugh like that. You know, yeah. it's like, <laughs> uh, but they're just great human beings, and that's right. what we want to yeah. champion. You know, great yeah. people. We're going to take care of, and if you're not. You just won't hear about it, but yeah. uh, it's an uphill battle, man. But that's why I said we're we're grateful to be here with you because I appreciate we've, you we've got here. so much coming up, yeah. and people are going to be like, "Who the hell are these guys?" Even though it's been around twenty five years, it's this is the first year we've been able to just take a little bit of a breath, yeah, and uh, start enjoying it. Good, so. good. Well, we're going to take a quick break, guys. Okay, a quick ad, and then we'll be right back. Okay. In front of me, I have the Flushmaster by Seamule. This little device simplifies the process for flushing your engines. All it takes is three easy steps. Plug the hose into the device, plug the hoses from the device into your motors, and press on. That's all it takes to preserve the longevity of your motors, ensuring 100% clean water is running through them. So if you want to preserve your motors, go to Seamule.com and go pick up a Flushmaster. Welcome back, guys. So, you guys have any good dad jokes? <laughs> just went right into it. I mean... Got one, right? I don't have one. I don't have one. No. What was your most viral one? How about that? <sighs> There's probably a few. Um, 
Go back to the old old OG ones because that's that's what kicked it off, really. Yeah, that's what kicked it off. Uh, what do you call a toothless bear? A gummy bear. (laughs) (laughs) I like that you did the whole thing with your mouth. You made it perfect. You got to, you know, push for it. Well, and and part of what we tried to do with this from a branding perspective and from um, what's going on in the world right now, because there's a lot going on in the world right now. We could go, we could have a two-hour show about that piece of it. Yep. Is... There's not a lot of that. There's not a lot of laughter. And we're seeing so many people say, we're waiting for you to release these at X time. Yeah. And it's made my day. And, you know, I'm going to say this. I peed down my leg uh, laughing so hard. You <laughs> it's know? crazy how many people have bladder issues on our comments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm like, why would you tell us that? Yeah, um, TMI, man. Yeah, come on. Um, but But ultimately speaking, you know, you're giving people something to look forward to and kind of going through because all you're seeing here right now is a whole lot of a whole lot of bad. Yeah, man. And well, I can't even remember like from an entertainment standpoint, right? We talk about getting outdoors, but let's just say the weather really did suck and we're like, "Hey guys, we're not fishing." When's the last time a real funny movie was released? Dude, like I can't think no of any since like The Hangover. I mean, it was and that was Twenty years. They can't twenty years ago. Funny movies anymore. Comedy's been. It's you'll dead. get canceled with some of the stuff right. that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, absolutely. You go back, and, and we were getting off the getting off the plane yesterday, and walking through the airport, and all I'm thinking about is Ace Ventura. Yeah. Oh yeah, we were talking. You know, about that's, that's, all, that's, that's all I'm the, thinking about. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, you know, kind of walking down, thinking, you know, man, this is. Uh, I want to kick a box, and you know, just kind of <laughs> go through it, and and. Talk with my butt cheeks. Yep. And, you know, I mean, it, 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 it's that kind of Why humor. can I see you doing that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's that kind uh, of laughter, though, and that kind of engagement that unites people and right. gives people reasoning, makes their day a little bit better. And kind of a, going There's through. a lot of people that just aren't happy anymore. Yep. Yeah. And as you see it everywhere you go. People are just angry. And, and my biggest pet peeve, you see it when we go through airports, it's worse in Asia, but this. Oh, dude, you just walking, sit, people sit there. And they'll walk right in front of you or stop. And it, it's like they're in their own little world, and that world's not here. And, it, and that's – so I kind of want to caution no. people like, yeah, cool, you know, we're here on a podcast. We've got a viral social media, but yeah. life isn't just that. Right. Like, hey, cool, hey, yeah, good luck. If you want to do it, good. But I can tell you you're not going to feel any different after you did it. Yeah. Right? So, right. You know, at the end of the day, like, get outdoors, like do something positive. Yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and in the meantime, you're going through this, you, you, you go through, you scroll for 10, 15 minutes on your lunch break or on your break and kind of going through the day and you don't feel better after you get through looking at it. So people wake uh, up and start staring, man. Uh, uh, yeah, listen, like, it's a, it's a, an issue. Yeah. So some of what we've talked about and kind of going through is hey can we make you know 30 seconds 40 seconds a minute of your day better yeah and going through and we laugh at ourselves constantly yeah um none of us we're serious as all get out we're big boys right and we're serious as all get out when it comes to business but you know at the end of the day if you can't laugh at yourself and go through and take yourself a little less serious yep and 
Well, we all pick on each other. Most of us are, you know, most, not everybody, but most are former military or law enforcement. So it's like, There's we've got that dark sense of humor. Yeah. We pick on each other. But if you don't have that in your life, you're not going to, you're not going to develop that thick skin. Are you going to take everything personal? And there's a lot of that. Yeah. There are so many so. memes floating around about things that we've done over yeah. the course of years. Um, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. and all of us have them. I mean, we all have memes. That we've all, <laughs> we've all made as a team and kind of yeah. going through and saying, you know, some here. It's really crazy. Yeah. 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 Some of it's really crazy. <laughs> well, if you guys want to send some over, we'll put them up on the screen right now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But I've got one saved. We might right. need a new general counsel after that. I've, yeah. I've got, I've got one saved. <laughs> I've, I've got one saved right here. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so, I mean, getting back into what we're trying to do is if we can make, you know, a minute of your day that much better with yeah. what we've been trying to do on the social side, then but there was, great. I do want to say there was method to our madness, right? right. So it was deer yeah. blind dad jokes, yeah. not elevator dad jokes, right? right? So what's our target audience in that avatar? The, the outdoorsman. Yeah. So, you know, we don't want, <laughs> you ate a fish. You know, we don't want those people. No. And and they're, trust me, the fans mm. don't want them either. But, uh you know, you can, you can find creative ways to market and still reach your audience and right. build that audience. So, yeah, there was, there's a business lesson Oh yeah, in there. Uh, yeah. Kind of slid that in there, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's so much great stuff and, and what you can just walk in and see what y'all are doing. Like there's more that. people here I've seen in the last year doing this and making boats and doing stuff because yeah. people are tired of junk yeah, dude. And they're tired of import junk, and uh, I won't name them because we're probably going to litigation. But uh, there was an importer of boats recently, and somebody was buying our coolers overseas that were second grade and putting them on OEM on that boat, and then Whoa. they call us for warranty claims. And I'm like, where are all these claims coming from? It was that, and I'm like, I won't say their name. Yeah. But I was like, oh, we got to stop that. Well, one called to Customs Border Protection got that shut down That's but good. it's like you, you know people want quality let's get back to quality right, let's get man. back to like you buy a hammer and it works like it's well, not going to snap let's off let's talk about that like what you know yeti is a name that's thrown around yeah oh they're yeah. a great marketing well, company right excellent marketing company but i mean and i'm not going to throw any shade at yeti for what they did because they did exactly what they set out to do they took a product marketed it and sold it yep. sold it to private equity sold it to ipo uh and went public for billions of dollars they did exactly what they were supposed to do the only issue i have is why are we continuing to send more money to a country that's causing issues for us according to both political parties that is a product that has gone down in customer satisfaction, a, cus a product that, quite frankly, is heavy, just empty as it is. Yeah. And, and if you're not familiar with rotational mold coolers, there's two ways that I'm familiar with that you can make them. One is what's called a single skin. That's every other product you've ever seen. You guys probably have one laying around here somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. And what it means is they make a single wall. So the inside, the outside, it's all one wall. And then either where the rubber feet are or there's a little porthole with a plastic clip and they inject polyurethane insulation into it and it expands like expanding foam. The issue with, well, the, the, let's talk about the benefit of that. Mass production. You're only making one skin. There's no labor. Squirt some insulation in it. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom. You're done. Easy. Crank it out. Yeah. Yep. The issues with that, number one, the wall is the jig. 
So when that foam's expanding, the wall has to be so thick, so heavy, that it doesn't cause it to stretch or, or expand. So that makes it heavy, very heavy. The second problem with that is cavitation. So you inject insulation in one corner, and you expect it to go all the way to the opposite it corner. Not. It may not. So you might have the same cooler as Travis, exact same model, and yours holds ice for six hours, and his holds it for four days. Well, dude, I've heard that with my friends. And you can't my figure out like, why. My cooler, dude, is like it, ice melts in like six hours, and mine is holding it for three days, like you just said. Yeah. Yep. So that's what it is. Cavitation. That's, yeah. He so has a faulty cooler. When you're going to do a single-skin cooler... You've got to ensure that there's zero cavitation. Well, what, that's one of the things we're fighting with our, not fighting, we solved with the new cooler uh, is that it's not rotational mold. Okay. And it's rotational molding is typically more durable with the polyethylene than injection molding. Yeah. However, with the new polymers we're working with, it won't be. It'll be the opposite. Okay. So we've solved that problem. Uh, but with our old, I don't want to call it our old cooler because it's the original cooler, the OG. It's still like it's still the man as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's a dual skin. So we make the outside shell first, outside okay. wall. Yeah. Spray the insulation in. That goes into a steel jig. Then they put the inside liner in that is USDA food grade and the only USDA food grade inspected cooler in the world. Really? And then it's clamped into that jig. So the jig is holding the pressure. Yeah. The polyethylene walls are thinner, still durable. So when it dries and cures, they cut the excess insulation off that overflowed, hand weld and hand sand those extrusion pieces on, and it's a finished product. So it's there's like 20 to 30 man hours that go into even our little 25 quart cooler, yeah. and in Thailand we, I'll get into that in a second actually because that's a really that's interesting a story. story. But yeah. that's what makes our coolers so light and so superior is that yeah. there's no cavitation. They're lightweight. They're thinner walls. We don't put rubber feet on coolers. Rubber feet were put on coolers really to cover the holes where they inject the insulation. Not for not for anti-slip. Well, it sounds like a good reason if you have to fill the hole, right? Let's yeah. put a rubber foot on it. Yeah. But anybody who's had a big cooler, and we make big coolers, the biggest cooler. So right. if you got a, we make up to 1,100, but let's just say you had a 270-quart cooler full of ice and a fish, and you had to transfer that from boat to truck. Not that you would. But let's say you're out hunting. Let's change the scenario. And you have an elk, and you've quartered it out, and you want to get that in your truck. Can you imagine putting that cooler on your tailgate with rubber feet and having to get it all the way up under the cab? It's impossible. Push it. Yeah, Ours will slide, slide right up in there. You tie yeah. it down with the tie-down straps and the clips. You're and done. That's it. That's it. You wow. can drag. You could drag a full cooler, full of ice, with one rope through the lawn, through the gravel, and it's going to slide. Easy. Well, no I have a problem. question for you. What's your price point compared to theirs? About 30, 25 to 30% cheaper on the smaller sizes, and it gets higher the bigger you go. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 25 quart all the way up to 1,100 quart. Wow, so you're beating them on price and quality. Right. Yeah, because I think on the, well, no, on the 25 quart, what is their MSRP now? 250 or 299? Uh, no, 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 Yetis. Oh, two, uh, 279. Yeah, so we're 20%. Wow. Almost, no, 15, somewhere in there. Still. But a lot lighter. And higher quality, yeah. cheaper yeah. price. Wow. And that's that's full MSRP retail. Yeah. Well, we, and, we always got a little yeah, special. Yeah, and we've tried on. to come out with some, you know, reintroduce some new colors and going through working with the factory and what we're trying to do. And, yeah, that purple didn't last long. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're trying to get creative and kind of going through because when we do order, you know, it's not like you've got a warehouse full of one color and kind of going through it. So they're they're limited. Yeah. And limited edition. And, you know, we'll have that same problem when um, everything works with Smith & Wesson. There'll be limited edition 
prints on top of uh, on top of coolers. Cool. And that's one thing that we've done a little differently. Uh, in June, July, we brought um, we bought a, a printer in house, and I'll let the, you yeah, kind of go. New, it's go. like UV printing, but it's a high temp uh, regulated UV printing. So I think it's 13, 1400 degrees. Heats it up, clear coats it, so you can't even sand it off. Really? So the old ways, you know, you either put a decal on it, which vinyl tears and stickers fade, whatever. But uh, or you had uh, another system. I won't say their name because they're real proprietary. That puts it kind of like a tattoo in the substrate, but they were fading, and they just you you see them now, yeah. and it's like chunks of it'll come up missing. Yeah, you can't fix it. So we found this technology. We had played with it. We did some test runs. Mm -hmm. uh, we actually did an order of coolers for number one tequila for Ron White, the comedian. Okay. And sent those out, and we were so pleased with them. We ended up buying the equipment, and we could have we bought a really nice boat, but we bought the yeah. printer instead. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, but that's in house now. We so can yeah. do. I mean, we're not. It has to be reviewed. But I mean, we could print full resolution color yeah. into that cooler. Like if you want your face on there. Like Steve-O. That's could, pretty cool. We could do that. Yeah. Um, but now it's, you know, the corporate gifting world has just opened up. And we're, you know, we had some orders just too big. I mean, if you're calling me wanting 2,000 of the same cooler, I can't do it right now. Right. Oh, we could next year. But okay. this year I can't. But if you, you know, you want 100 for Christmas gifts or corporate gifts, yeah, yeah we could do that. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, by the time this episode airs, you guys may be able to already. Yeah. Yeah. So sure. we'll so. see. Yeah. But uh, we want to do, we do want to get back to the Thailand thing uh, yeah. because this, it's, like I said, it's, it's where it all started. And I don't always bring this up in a show, but I feel like your audience can under, you know, they'll relate and understand to this uh, because it's important to me. And I think after some documentaries that recently came out, it's important to everybody else. So yeah. uh, the way our factory operates, and it's been around for 35, 36 years, is uh, it's in Northwest Thailand or Northwest of Bangkok. It's a little town called Potham Thani. And, the, if you're familiar with what's going on in the world, which 99% of the country here has no idea what's going on. Yep. Uh, there is a civil war after a coup in Myanmar, which people refer to as Burma. So over there, you know, the Burmese will say, well, this is Myanmar. Some say it's Burma. Uh, but the problem is, is the, uh, there's the war. And there was a war before there was a war. So they, all they've known is war. Um, you had eradication uh, by the monks, there was a radical monk group that was just committing genocide. And wow. So a lot of women and children that, that aren't going to fight are fleeing. So they have to cross the river and get into Thailand and try to find safety. Um, you had the same problems in Cambodia for many years. And a lot of the guys from the military, especially the SF community, special forces and the SEALs, know what goes on over there. And there's a lot of nonprofits like Free Burma Rangers. Um, I'm not going to get into all of them, but... Long story short, a lot of these women and even children are taken into human trafficking, and they're sold through China and, and other countries. Uh, Thailand is kind of like the, the golden land. It's the America for, for a lot of sun, southern countries from here. So if they can get there and get safe, that's that's the goal. So we work with NGOs and nonprofits over there, uh, and we averaged about 30 per trip twice a year. It doesn't sound like a big number, but it really is. Yeah. Uh, of women that we save and wow. give them jobs. So when we can get them in, you know, you got to build their trust, right? There's a right. language barrier and they don't speak Thai. We don't speak, well, very little Thai. It's kind of funny listening to him speak Thai. Yeah. Uh, we won't we'll put get that, into that on that camera. Another episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, it, you know, we, we've able, we've been able to save uh, in the last few trips, 60 women from human trafficking. Their kids get uh, education, healthcare, 
They they built a beautiful. I was kind of it's kind of like this back wall because that's the back wall at the yeah. soccer fields. As it they is. call it football, yeah. football. Uh, they have a beautiful, beautiful soccer field that's brand new, and it's it's kind of like you know luxury to them because yeah. they've never had healthcare. They've never had some people never had soap. Wow. Um, so to help these people in, you know, for years before I was even in the the goal was. Uh, it was a stepping stone to get on their feet, save up money, get the healthcare, the education, learn Thai, go on to a bigger job. Yeah. But loyalty, since COVID has changed, if, if yeah. you, there's people that just like, I'm very happy here. I, and they, they don't want to take risks anymore, right? Yeah. So COVID took a lot of risk taking out of people's lives. So now we have a kind of the issue of like, okay, we either need to make more coolers or we can't help more people because yeah. there's no turnover. And, while that's good for us for quality control, it's not good for the global economy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the big thing with our coolers is we're not slave labor like some brands. Yeah. I won't say who. But that's great on we you have, guys. Helping is... refugees is that military side of what yeah. we signed up for. And like I said, a lot of people don't want to talk about it because it's like it's a touchy subject. You know? Well, and, and it's yeah. it's really until you see it, and we we have filmed some over there a little bit, and we've kind of gone back and forth of and how, you to be share, careful. how to yeah, share be this and what to do and what we're doing. But when you're there and you're in the moment and you see the difference and you see the quality that goes into, you know, seven different women touching our product and touching the product and going through and looking at it, and that's, that's a, probably a low number, but the quality they all go through – because they want to make it right, and then they get done, and yeah. you're like, man, I mean, it's 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 inspiring, yeah, and you know, it's inspirational from the standpoint that they take so much pride in the work that they do because of the situation that that this has allowed them to be in, and right. what's going on with that piece. So, to put it in perspective: six years at the helm. This is the first time I've talked about it on a show, really, because, and, and I'm going to tell you why we. We, we talked about filming what we do over there. The problem is it feels yucky. You know, it's like, hey, look at us. Look what we're doing. Right. Um, yeah. So we didn't do that. And also to respect the privacy of the women. Right. But back in uh, March, yeah, because we were just there in September. So back in March, uh, which was your first trip. Yeah. And towards the end of the meeting, you know, Travis is seeing how, because he's been on full-time for just over a year. Yeah. And this was his first time to see that effect. So, that, you know, he had probably 35, 40 women that had lined up in a line knowing me and, and what we were doing and wanted to thank us. And I'm like, no, it's this. We love doing this. Yeah. But they lined up crying and wanted to bow to Travis. And I watched him just start bawling. And I'm like, that's why that gave me chills, man. Yeah, so it, it just got it, chills, dude. The reason yeah. why I'm putting this out there is yeah. you can help. Yeah, you can buy a quality product, and it's not a sales pitch. It's look, there's there's women over there that you're saving their life, yeah. and and it's a vehicle to do it. You're not just donating money to charity. You're buying a quality product and helping us do it. Yeah, and we can do that while still creating American jobs. We're not getting rid of the old cooler. That's here to stay. It's always going to be here. Yeah. To stay. Dude, you guys got me sold now. Like. Dude, I love what you guys have going, man. I, I didn't know that, that there was all this behind the company. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to is... market that, you know. And and before, it's what was that documentary story, called? Like um, I couldn't watch it because I've actually worked in that field before. Um, Sound of Freedom. Yeah. So when that came out, I think people opened their eyes more to 
wow, crap, this is real. Like yeah, it's, real it's, shit, it's happening here in the U S even. Yeah. Um, and there's some things we're going to be working on to prevent that here in the U S but, uh, it's, it's, it's a dangerous world. It's, it's, you don't just wake up one day and be like, hey, I'm going to get into this. You know, yeah. well, you're, you're going to get threatened. And well, you I'm know, sure there's, yeah. there's, and you know when, you know, having us telling the story, and it's the first time we've kind yeah. of said this story out loud. Yeah. I mean, at least on air and kind of going through and doing it, that when you purchase this product, you're helping a group of guys that are just normal guys, vets. Um, you're helping Gold Star families. Ghost our families, American jobs, human trafficking. But you're also helping some ladies with some children over there. That and you're crippling. Uh, so like everybody right now is hearing of Hamas, Hezbollah, yeah. ISIS. Well, there's another group called Abu Saif, and that's in Eastern Asia through Singapore, Indonesia. You know, when you take away their power, you take away their control, and this you guys ever reduces been confronted terrorism. by them while you guys are there. I mean, we never know who's who. But really? personally, yeah, we did back in March. <laughs> he yeah. got his first taste of reality. I'm like, really? we're going to roll. Yeah, it was yep. a bad situation. I won't get into the details. But it yeah. was like, I looked at Travis. And I've, I've been, I worked, I started off in intelligence in the military. Uh, and then I was a DOD contractor. I got to work with the SEAL teams and do, I'd say, fun stuff to, like, the outsiders looking in. To me, right. it was kind of boring. But uh, I was really aware because we did a lot of training on this kind of stuff. And when it happens, there's certain things you notice that are picking up, like, hey, you're starting to get followed. You're starting to get cornered. You're starting to get profiled. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they're about to strike. And I looked at Travis and said, "It's we got to go. Yeah. And we were yeah. about to get kidnapped, actually, is what it was. Holy so shit. I said, all right, we're going to jump and And we're bigger and run. than 99% of the people yeah, that are there. You, you just six, six, how tall are you? Uh, six, two and a half, almost six, three. Yeah, but you guys are. He might weigh more than me, though. <laughs> but, uh, I, I can bench but it's, it's, too, real, you know? it's real world stuff yeah. I can't you, you went into the mic for that one man yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make that real clear <laughs> but uh, yeah I mean it's 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 real and you gotta be ready for it I mean we don't go over there armed and you know it's not like the military where you're like hey, we're ready to go we got plate carriers and weapons yeah. no you're it's like this well we're yeah. in shorts but yeah it's hot. <laughs> yeah. So hotter than Miami, man. Uh, it's similar yeah. in some ways. Yeah. It really is similar in some ways. But I mean, we were talking about when we got down here and and eating lunch yesterday and walking around a little bit and just you know taking a break from things we were doing at work. That you know, this is the this is the reach we can hit. This is what we can do and continuing to kind of go through and tell our story. And yeah, uh, it's a great platform. And like I said, we're you know super honored to be here. With you guys. I'm honored to be with you guys. I mean, what oh. you're doing is incredible. It's inspiring, and, like, I'm never going to buy another Yeti again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, but Dude, we, wanted, we mean, want you to have it and then go, yes, that's what I get it now. Yeah. And that's our saying well, that I changed two years ago. You guys sent me a cooler, and I, thank you so much for that. I really, well, we, I mean, we I really can't help the FedEx that. issue. We, yeah. we don't well, have We'll FedEx. get it worked out. <laughs> we'll get, you'll get, get it worked there. out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, dude, I'm very appreciative of that. I can't yeah. wait to use it. I can't wait to throw fish in it. I can't wait to, like, take it to the beach and crack some cold ones with my boys and have a good time. That's why we changed our motto. Well, created our motto. Created our motto. Two years ago for those who get it. Yeah. You either get it or you don't. And, and you have to. I'm not it. here to waste people's time and be like, well, I love my whatever. Yeah. Any cooler. Okay. Keep you, a Chinese shareholder company with Chinese manufacturing and Chinese distribution and Chinese logistics. Okay. You, Do you. Do you. Yeah. I'm not here to fight with you. Nobody, nobody's ever won an argument ever by arguing. Right. 
Yeah. You know, politics never change my yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And we don't sell iron skillets. You just slid that one in there, didn't you? <laughs> it, it's funny because uh, the, there's, there's certain competition that's trying to get into food sport and culinary. Yeah. And we're partnered with the National Barbecue Association. That's cool. Um, we a lot of, what we sponsor like twenty five barbecue teams, five, yeah. fifteen world champions. Wow. When I say sponsor, <laughs> you're taking them out. No. no, no, they buy the product, buy the and, product. and just love us. Yeah, that's so cool, people, man. People that's have asked awesome. me like how much because we're we're poor country folk, really. I mean, we really are because our money goes right back out. People are like, how do you get on Wicked Tuna? How do you get on Swamp People? How do you get on NASCAR? Yeah. I've never paid for any of that. It's just genuine connection. It's organic. Yeah. Yeah, so when you saw like Ross Chastain at Bristol with the NASCAR that said Icy Tag, yeah. and I was there, everybody was like, man, would that cost a million bucks for you sponsor me? I'm like, I got five bucks. And they're, they're like, you're an asshole. And I'm like, no, that's, we didn't pay for that. Like, these are just good friends yeah. and good people. You build connections. I mean, I could tell right. you guys are genuine dudes. Like, we should go have a beer after this. Like, <laughs> I know it's everybody, like 11 a.m. Everybody but. wants to make a difference. And, yeah, and, and I mean, you know, put your money where your mouth is. And we're just, we're not asking it. for charity handouts. We're just going to make a product. Yeah. And, let, you know, I, I kind of, I've used this reference as a joke, but it, it's serious. Um, what, what's that nonprofit everybody complains about, about the clothing lines and they go to stores? Um, Got me on not Salvation Army. The other one. Carm? No. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. We go drop your clothes off at Goodwill. Goodwill. Uh, so, yeah. okay. Um, this this might ruffle some feathers. So, let's get it's your okay. viewership up, right? It always does. So, people complain about Goodwill stores. Like, man, they make so much money. Their CEO makes so much money. Okay. If Goodwill was not a 501c3, they could not take free clothing donations. Think about that. So if they couldn't take free clothing donations, they couldn't subsidize and sell the clothes for a dollar in underprivileged communities. Right. They still work a job. Now, can we debate how much they should get paid? Sure. But you know what? The dude that created that idea that helped underprivileged communities get access to clothing and stuff, hey, if he wants $10 million, you just helped all them people. I'm, you know, it's kind of like saying – if you, you want to do something, you want to start something, you have family members, like, you're going to fail. You want to start that company, you're an idiot. You're going to fail. A billionaire, a millionaire, and a business owner are never going to fault you for starting something or right. trying somewhere. Right. So I look at us as the opposite of goodwill. We are for-profit, not a non-profit, but we operate in a philanthropic way. Right. So it's kind of the comparison, right? So like to, to follow the laws set by our tax code in the U S yeah. if your people are going to accept donations and get tax write-offs, you have to be a nonprofit nonprofit. It means 501 C three in that situation. The problem is it doesn't mean charity. Right. It's yeah. tax codes, but the uneducated and, and I don't want to like to use the word ignorant because people take offense to it, but tax know. code doesn't mean charity. No, it means nonprofit. So yeah, Without that law, Goodwill couldn't do what they do, and you wouldn't have clothing and accessible products. Now, same thing on us. We don't take donations. We make product. We hire people, so we're for-profit. But unfortunately, until we really blow up, nobody's making a big salary. Yeah. Not even me. And it's like we work because we love it. It sucks sometimes. Um, well, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say this. I've always, and I've been in the branding world for a long time, but I've always 
We're told. probably your lowest paying employer. Oh, I don't even want to talk about it. We won't talk about I love that you, on here. Anyway, um, I've always told my clients and I've always told people in the industry, you know, you can love your product, just don't be in love with your product. Right. And this came along and I've, it's just killed everything that I've ever stated for the last 22 years. Yeah. Because I love this product and I'm in love with the product and I'm in love with the mission. And that's why I gave up that big salary. Yeah. And that's <laughs> why I'm here now. Couldn't yeah. do it um, and so, you know, it's, it's an inspiration overall. It's an inspiration, you know, just kind of going through and, and, you know, you guys reached out to us and um, we fired back real quick. Yeah. I appreciate it's it. It's just, it's just what we do. It's who we are as people. Yeah. And, you know, it's fun to be a part of something that, you know, man, he's always got my back and kind of going through it. I've always got his back and yeah. what he's doing. And, you know, that doesn't come along very often. Right. So we got a chance to make a difference. We got a chance to have a good time, get outdoor, fish a little more, hunt a little more, just maybe have a day off one yeah. day. Yeah. Um, you guys are doing God's work, man. And you guys are enjoying uh, your absolute, life. Like, absolutely. absolutely. I genuinely believe that. I mean, I'm a believer, and I just like, dude, this is incredible what you guys Without are Without him, man. we couldn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. And All credit to him, right? Yeah. I mean, it's been absolutely. surreal. And, you know, look, there'll be, there'll be good days. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. know, we know one day there'll be a day when we can reap some of those rewards. But yeah. right now, it's, we're having fun, and, yeah. and that's what matters. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah. yeah. Even, even we, had a, we had a crap day yesterday. There's no other way to put it. Just a yeah. crap day. Some days are. I had you just know? dealing with things. Things go you know, wrong. Things go yeah. wrong and things out of your control, and you're just kind of going through it, and you're just like, you know. But How did we just lose that half million dollar order? Yeah. And <laughs> Jeez, really? We, yeah. we go through it. We have dinner last night, and, you know, we're just sitting there, and we're both food junkies for the most part, him more so than me. Um, and we just... Shh, don't tell people that. Yeah, we just enjoyed it. And yeah. we're like, you know, my phone died, and I'm like, okay. That's good. Screw it. Yeah. Good. Good. We just had to make sure we had enough for, like, Uber to get back. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you, you good on your phone? Yeah. Um, but, I mean... <laughs> Turn off all notifications. You know, but you wake up the next day, and you're, like, refreshed, energized, ready to go and yeah. you know and all of our teams basically the same way mm -hmm. i mean they all wear different hats they're well, all the, extremely the, talented the secretary ops manager when you walk in the door is a retired swat commander Whoa. from or shelby county memphis tennessee yeah so i mean they're <laughs> he's ready to roll yeah. oh yeah and he'll roll you yeah <laughs> but, but he's roll. the nicest gentleman and he's yeah. in it for the right reasons and you know we've got a Sales director, who's former Marine, uh, big boy, you know, but he's the nicest guy you'll ever meet. You know, just great family. But uh, give the shirt off your back. He he yeah. he he is do anything for him too. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, we're we're blessed. We've got a great crew, great absolutely. product. Uh, it's almost like a fairy tale when people like hear about it. But yeah. it's just so it's, it's been the underdog, right? Still you guys are doing it, man. So, yeah, yeah we, we're yeah. grateful to be here. And Absolutely. Uh, without y'all, it wouldn't exist. So uh, it takes collaboration and teamwork, and that's yes, what sir. we strive for. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're on the science of fishing. We're going to talk now about how your coolers are killer for fishing. So what kind of applications 
are they used for? You know, do you guys have them in the commercial setting? Do you guys have them in the recreational setting? Obviously the recreational, yes. but both, yeah. yes, yeah. both. So, so in the commercial setting, you know, like I said before, earlier in the show, we make the biggest coolers in the industry. Yeah. So that 1100 quart cooler with the fork pockets underneath it, you know, yeah. four by four by four cube, uh, a lot of the that big blue cube on a lot of those commercial boats. No, we're bigger than those. Really? You're talking about the fish toes. Yeah. yeah those are, those can range anywhere from 600 to a thousand quart. I think ours is 1100. So when you're shipping shrimp, like yeah. dead loss is way lower. Uh, I mean, they pay for themselves. They're, yeah. they're not cheap. They're a few thousand bucks, but they pay for themselves. Makes sense. Uh, the 680 quart coffin cooler box, you know, unless you're going out for massive bluefin, they're going to yeah. fit in there. Uh, and you can put a lot in there, right? So in the commercial space, yes. In the consumer space, of course. Of course. We're, we've now OEM'd with just this year, what, six new OEM manufacturers? Yeah. Wow. Uh, we just did Camus Offshore just signed with us. Nice. Mayak just signed with us. Uh, we're talking with um, Maudi right now. What was it? Shoalwater. Uh, yeah. El Pescador came El on with us. You're killing it. Man. Oh, yeah. We're replacing everybody on OEM. So That's great. It, because it works. Yeah. Now, on the smaller size, learn something new every day. Uh, a couple of years ago, there was a gentleman who was really whooping butt in the Crappie Masters. Now, we don't partner with him anymore, but... He was using it for his bait box. Well, then he was also using uh, a 25-quart, maybe it was a 40-quart cooler for the crappie. Now, up there, they run oxygen, straight O2 uh, in their coolers. Yeah. Well, it gets real hot in West Tennessee, and you have to turn those fish in live or they don't count. Well, there were several events, and his fish never died. The only person never have dead fish out of hundreds of people, and everybody's running O2. Yeah. And I'm like, how did that happen? And he's like, dude, is it that inner liner? Like, why are they living? I don't know. I really didn't know. It took uh, Gary Mason, the founder of Legends of the Outdoors Hall of Fame. Uh, he's a big conservationist, outdoor, outdoorsman, fisherman, uh, fish with Bill Dance, all those guys. And he wow. looked at it. He goes, I know why the fish aren't dying. Why? The inside corners are not square. They're so they rounded. Swim around. So they don't, well, they can't suffocate in a corner. Yeah. When you're on pad and they, they move to a corner, they can't suffocate. So the gills open freely, the fish are living. So even as live wells, which a lot of people don't use them for, but the pros do. Yeah. And, you know, they're just not going to make, there's a couple people who made yeah. videos putting those coolers together with O2, and they're on YouTube, but uh, nobody's really taking the time to make a great one. And yeah. I don't freshwater fish enough, nor do we have a boat anymore. I sold my boat. Uh -oh. But uh, it, it's, we had bills, it's amazing how they work for freshwater and salt water. Yeah. So no, no stainless hardware. Lat, uh, hinges are external. Uh, but the big thing, and I'm going to stress this enough because this is every consumer and, and private fisherman's gripe, our latches are UV resistant. So they're not rotting and falling yeah. off. The dual skin, you know, you don't get that wear from the mold line like a Yeti does or an right. Arctic. So the, the latch doesn't pop. We've I've never in 25 years of the company and the six years I've owned it had a warranty claim for latches, ever. That's incredible. On a five-year warranty. Wow. Yeah. So the, those UV-resistant latches, it's a real soft rubber. Yeah. It's flexible. I've seen coolers you can't even open them or close them. They're so stiff, and they use a cheap rubber. Yeah. Um, these were American-made Southco latches. They, I think they're made in U.S. and Mexico now, but um, quality is everything oh, in that wow. latch now. Yeah. The other cool thing about our legacy cooler is if you're out fishing, you're on, you're out there offshore, especially it's a yeah. rough day. People fall, things happen. Every other cooler brand in the market. If you, if somebody falls and busts that lid at the hinge, 
you broke the mold of your cooler, the cooler's done. If you break the hinge on ours, it's an external hinge. You can change it out. We always sell replacement parts. Well, that's cool. So you, you're going to yeah. invest $2,000 in a big, big cooler. Yeah. And let's just say a wind just really rips it and somebody falls. Yeah. You don't lose the cooler. You can you can poly weld the hinge back on, put the screws it's in. Repairable. Yep, comes with a kit. Yeah, you're good to go. That's awesome. Now I do recommend you find somebody that can do a little polyethylene weld. There's yeah. plenty of plastic welding places around Marinas, and and just get them to redo that bead weld for you instead of using uh, silicone because silicone's not going to be as strong. But yeah. uh, dude, it's it's just saves save your investment. Right. And people kind of get upset with us from a finance standpoint. They're like, well, don't you want to resell coolers from? No, I don't. No. no. I'd rather give them quality. No. Right. There's plenty of people. And they'll come back, they'll tell well, their I, friends. And I can't yeah. tell you the number of emails that we get, uh, and we both get them every single day of, hey, I've had a cooler for seven years. I've had a cooler for 10 years. They uh, last longer than TVs, uh, and, and people still think, like, yeah, you know, oh, it should last, like, 30 years. Your TV lasted 10. You know, yeah. you paid more for that. Yeah. And Most TVs don't even last that long now. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um <laughs> But the people just are like, I've loved it. I want to get another one. Yeah. Um, what sizes? I want to. I want a different size this time, and kind of going through it. You know, we've got some split lids now that are available in stock, oh, which cool. is definitely helping us. And divided boxes. And, and divided boxes, nice. and kind of going through some bigger sizes, and then obviously adding some colors. Most of our color is really 150 quart on down or 200 quart on down, and you know. People want some color and yeah, tired yeah. of the white and a lot of times. Gray time, has been really popular. Gray has been. Charcoal gray. Charcoal gray has been on top of it. Um, when we get yours here and hopefully it delivers today. Yes, sir. And kind of going through <laughs> and doing it, um, you'll, you'll see one of the colors we rolled out yeah. and kind of looking at it. So, you know, you want it to match up your boat and what you're doing. and We're right. giving you those options. That's awesome. So it's not just, you know, going back to the white cooler. And yeah. You know, this is what you're looking at and what you're doing. And the so. big thing, too, like, um, again, I don't want to reveal the cards here, but, well, like, with the new cooler, we're working with a lot of recycled polymers. Okay. Uh, because coolers are one of those skews. So you're environmentally that, friendly, too. It is, and we got to start cleaning wow. up. Like, ocean plastics is real. Like, we've yeah. got those dead zones right here in the Gulf. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's real. Well, other coasts, sorry. I'm yeah. on the East Coast today. It's over here. But, yeah, you got, you got dead zones in the Gulf, and, yeah. and you can't argue that. There's no fish, none. There's no sea life, nothing. So... You know, when you look at coolers, people buy coolers new. Right? Like, you'll buy a vehicle used. You'll buy a TV used. Yeah. But you don't go on, like, Marketplace and look for a used cooler. People don't do that. Oh, I've and, never done that. And yeah. it's like, you think about how many polymers are just being thrown away. Or, worse yet, it breaks offshore and you just have people that don't care and they chuck it overboard. Yeah. So, it's like, okay, we, we want to focus on the recycled polymers, but it's just... At the end of the day, I'm not worried about the resale because people don't like to buy, you know, you don't go buy plastic cups from your neighbors at a garage sale. No. You know, you're like, yeah. oh, that's kind of gross. But just like a cooler, you don't know what they've had in it, even though we all know you can clean it. But uh, it, it's just, it's one of those things people buy new. Yeah. And good for us that, you know, we, that, that inside liner I told you, you can take uh, real fine steel wool. Say you do a crawfish boil, right? Stain it red. Yeah. Makes it look brand new. Really? You can sand those right up, clean them up. That's pretty cool. Very, and I'm not talking like elbow like grease. I'm talking like this. Yeah. 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 And, and it's brand new again. Wow. So uh, closed cell polyethylene makes a big difference. Okay. <laughs> That's cool, man. Little things. Yeah. It's little things. Yeah. What's uh, some of the biggest fish that you guys have put in these coolers? Well, I almost, 
it's not a huge fish, but I almost beat the state record in Texas for red drum uh, okay. back in the spring. How big was it? 45 pounds. It filled the length of a 170-quart cooler. It was a, it was a good catch. That was uh, with my buddy Joey Smith. He runs a charter down there on a Mauti, so we were running real skinny. Yeah. And uh, we got hit in the jetties, and the bulls came in, and then, man, it was game on. Really? But uh, for offshore, uh, I guess I was more of a quantity guy, but – we were out there for blackfin the other day and just slammed them. So we put That's nice, 34, man. I think it was yeah. 30, 34 blackfin. And I, I want to say it was a 120, 170 quart cooler. Filled that thing up. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a freshwater guy and yeah. we'll fish a little bit on the pontoon boat. Um, I don't, I'm just be up front. Don't get as much time off as I need to to fish. Yeah. We're going to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you noticed the stare or not. Yeah, um, yeah. But, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, so I've got a 55-quart, um, and I've got a 40-quart that we put drinks in and, and holds yeah. everything I've got. And It's a 1995 pontoon boat. It, you know, it's got a 40-horsepower engine on it that might go five miles an hour. Yeah. When I get on the water, I just want to... <laughs> just cruise. Just cruise and relax and fish. And, and I'm going to... I'm gonna reveal the the little secret elephant in the room with me i'm gonna tell him myself like when i said we didn't have money we didn't have money i was poor i didn't even have a house i was homeless actually when the first year of the company oh my goodness um i started off and no joke like get out if you want to get outdoors get your mind right i went to walmart i think i spent back then it was maybe 12 bucks i think there might be 20 now a little slingshot rod go out to the lake and just sit there and hit bluegill brim yeah, fillet them up, fry them, make some sandwiches. So I mean, twenty bucks and and go dig up some worms. And you can go take your kids out for the entire day and have a blast. There's so many back lakes here in Dude, Florida. Oh yeah, for oh, twenty yeah. bucks, twenty bucks. That's all it. That's all it takes. You can fish all day. Yeah. All, well, all year. Yeah. And and get a little hoe or a shovel and dig up some worms, find a board, flip it over after it rain. It's so easy. Uh, so it there's no like, if you really need twenty bucks. Because you don't have it to get your kids out fishing. Talk to your local church or local outdoor company. Yeah. They'll probably help you out. Or they've probably got fishing rods laying around. And there's a lot of good nonprofits down here that yeah. help out the community and give kids fishing poles. That's and take awesome. them out fishing. And I know that um, Captain R.J. Boyle down here, I believe his nonprofit's Mission Fishing. And they take people out. Uh, these, uh, I, I believe, I don't remember what it is, but I know he takes kids out mm-hmm. and takes some fishing on the charter boats and That's people awesome. donate their boats and we'll get him in touch day. with us so we can help him out. Absolutely. Yeah. I will. Yeah, yeah. for sure. We'll definitely That's help awesome. him out. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah man. So yeah, I, I want people to understand like when they're watching shows like this or watching us on our stuff and they're like, man, they got these expensive boats. Expensive. Look, you can get out and have this for 20 bucks. It's all Just it take a five gallon bucket, fill it with water, keep your fish, take them in clean. It's yeah. not hard. It's it's well, so much fun. The best memories yeah. of your life. I mean, some of my best memories of my life were just going to the pond on my grandfather's farm and, and fishing. And, yeah. you know, we didn't even take a cooler. We just put them in a basket or put them on a stringer. Yeah. And, that was it. No ice, that, nothing. It's just no, just and, and, later, man. And then we, you know, we'd fillet them there and clean them there and eat them there. And yeah, That's how I started fishing. It, it, it's Same. just, it's so basic. Cork rod. Yeah, it's so basic. Yep. And it's so forgotten mm-hmm. right now. Right. You know, uh, there are so many other distractions in life. You know, I didn't have this growing up. I'm yeah. a little older than both of you. Um, you know, <laughs> just, just a little. That's all good. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm thankful I didn't have this. 
Me too. I'd Dude, the phone sucks, man. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it sucks. I, you know, and it, it's it's my life, my livelihood, and you know. what we do, and it's everybody's livelihood. Dude, I mean, yeah. So you look at this, and you, you have just to go, use it. yeah. You look at it and go, God, I don't want to look at you right now. But now, yeah. now those great memories, like I've got, I've got two boys, and the one my youngest, like hearing him squeal when he's got that fish on. Yeah, yeah, that's such a great feeling, and yeah. you know when he has that feeling one day, because like now it's like, oh, they caught a bluegill or a little uh, largemouth, and I'm like, yeah. oh, that's cool. I can't wait when I start putting them on, you know, black drum and red drum and yeah. tuna, and they're like, my arms are sore. Strap them in the chair, <laughs> yeah. strap them in the harness, and yeah. get them on a what big a great feeling. Fin, yeah, I found out my limit was the was the 34 black fin one night. That yeah, I, I always was one of those guys that thought. I could fish forever. Like I'm that guy. If you hooked up the big tuna, yeah, I got. You're gonna this. sit there for two hours. I, I'm, I'm a man, you know. I, yeah. Toxic, whatever. I don't care. But <laughs> 34 blackfin tuna from 9 p.m. till I think it was four in the morning. I finally quit. I'm like, yeah. I'm done. Like yeah. I remember the last You're one gassed. hooked up. It hooked up. And all I could tell, I you know how you tell yourself things. Yeah. I'm like just pick up the rod. Don't fight it. Just pick up the rod. I couldn't pick up the rod. <laughs> I couldn't lean back. I couldn't move. I'm leaning up against the rail, and I'm like, yeah. nope, yeah. little help. <laughs> little help. Yeah. Grab the bean bag. I'm out. You know, I'm cold, man. I found my limits. I yeah. found my limits. Well, I was done. Dude, that's a lot of tunas in one night, man. And they're <laughs> not, they're not like no, those, little, fish, those little suckers. No. Go where you are. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, well, that's a little tuna. When you pull them out, and there's, you know, it's like they're seizing. They're moving so yeah, fast. The tuna wiggle, baby. Yeah. And you gotta, you gotta go quick too, because where we're at, we go about 100 miles, 120 miles south of Houston. The sharks will hit them. Yeah. So you've got to get them up quick. High drag, crank them in. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, it's man. just, yeah. Well, I couldn't lift my arms for like two days. I, I literally bet. like. I'd love to get on a bike like that, dude. That's uh, sick, man. It was fast. I haven't been fast on a bike. Like get it like down. That. We were trying to shoot. I don't like. It was only like 40 feet down off the rigs, just trying to get them That's down. It. Yeah. But then once it was on, you had 20 seconds tops For to sure. land that, or you were just bringing the head up. Dude, the like sharks you felt are, it. They're a problem everywhere, man. Yeah, they are. It's and, insane. You know, and look, I understand why they are. We've we've stopped the shark fishing, the fins, and all that stuff. But unfortunately, you know, there's there's eco balance, and we have to get back to eco balance. Where conservationists has become too political. Uh, we have that problem in even Tennessee right now yep. where harvesting of uh, uh, gator gar is illegal. Aren't they everywhere? Oh. No, gator gar no. you can hunt pretty much everywhere. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and they're good eating too, but they you get gator gar up into the freshwater because they'll adapt saltwater, freshwater, and brackish yeah. water. They'll destroy an ecosystem as an invasive species. So I'm, we're miffed in Tennessee going, why is our state protecting an invasive species? Yeah. We had that problem here with a bunch of like the the the, um, the pythons, pythons, the snakes, dude. They're um, protected them now. So they're not protected, but from my understanding, on the in the Everglades and a lot of those areas, mm-hmm. you can't have recreational hunters go in there and get them. There's a special program that they do, and and that's what some of our guys from Swamp People do now. Yeah, and it's like. It's become political. It's become yeah. a, a like just like ta- okay. This is this is my biggest pet peeve. Okay. And, and don't don't hold me to the numbers. Hog hunting in Texas. Okay, hogs reproduce. I think it's what every twenty one weeks. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It, it, don't quote me on any of these numbers because I haven't had this argument in probably three years. They they reproduce. They have litters of six to eight 
whatever it is. Somebody's going to be commenting on here going, no, you're wrong. But it it's multi, I mean, multi litters a year. Yeah. The problem is, is the agricultural damage just to the state of Texas every year is already in the billions of dollars annually. So what did we do? Well, we found, hey, people will pay thousands of dollars to come down here and hunt them from a helicopter. And I love doing it. Don't get me wrong. But the problem is, is we're getting guys down that can't shoot. And it's, and, and just so folks at home understand, these are open ranches. Like, nobody's dangerous. There's not, like, a house down there you right, have to worry yeah. about. But the problem is now the, the season for helicopters runs from kind of December through, we'll call it early March, March. because that's when the canopies are clear, the, the leaves are off the trees, and you can see out on those ranches. Yeah. So the problem is these big guys will come in here, spend big, big money, and we're not taking care of the problem. Yeah. So the wild boy, people say, what's the difference between a boar and a wild boar? One's inside the fence, one's out. Yeah. Because once they get out, start eating trash, start breeding, reproducing, they're feral. And you know what a boar is? Like originally, it's a pig. Yeah. So those, yeah. those little cute pigs that we have they, in our they house. They elope yeah. into a different inbred Dude, and it, hog of trash I, diet. I think I was listening to Rogan. He was saying it takes like six days or something mm-hmm. for them to start growing the hair. The yep. males start getting the tusks, and then they become like just that's that's the only difference. It's that cute little pink pig mm-hmm. just yeah. becomes transforms. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. It's like gremlins. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. You fed them outside the fence. Yeah. That's yeah, what happens. But so. When people don't understand what the, how much damage they're doing, you're you know. So if you're a vegetarian, they're damaging your food supply so bad, so bad, yeah, that you literally would wipe out over a period of like I think it's ten years the entire green crop, vegetable agricultural out of the entire state. It's that Whoa. large of damage. I mean, it's it's a phenomenal. Again, don't quote me on that exact number. Yeah. Somebody's going to be on there and be like, no, it's exactly this. Okay, but here's the thing: we have now t- we have now capitalized on an industry. That is failing. Yeah. And if we don't do something about it soon, right, you're not going to have any other food supply. And it's and it's worse than food supply. There's so much more to it. Um, but again, it, it's kind of like fishing. You know, bow fishing was, was great for eradicating invasive species. Yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. That got shut down in a lot of different places for tournaments because they're like, oh, that's unethical, this and that and the other. But nobody else is coming up with better ideas to eradicate invasive species. And now we're protecting them. Like There's just... a disconnect between the fishermen and the hunters and the political parties and the conservationists. 100%. Well, we're, we're at the days we they talked about talk earlier off, no. off camera is that nobody wants to have a conversation because people don't know how to anymore yeah. where you listen to both sides and go, okay, you have a problem. I understand your concern. Let's find mutual ground. And especially in the last 10 years, especially since covid People don't know how to communicate and interact with people on a social level yep. other than this. They just read something online and they're like, oh, that's true. And I mean, I'm at fault of that sometimes, but it's like people don't know. You're right. right and it, it's, it's like, like my, one of my favorite ones to listen about is like African safaris. Yeah. Man, you get something in Africa, you're going to get ridiculed. But what people don't understand is you're usually set up by that local tribe to call an animal that's killing off the entire tribe. Yeah. And... You're feeding that entire, uh, not tribe, village, but the village yeah. and their commerce, but you're improving the health of all the other animals. Right. So that's their, their eco balance because back in the day, they hunted for food and they would hunt the one that had the least impact in the community. But the problem is now we have, we have folks who are like, look, we, we, uh, plants, we don't want animals getting hurt. I can, 
I can respect that. That's your choice. I can respect that. I don't want animals hurting. I'm about ethical hunting, ethical fishing. But on the on the mutual ground, you can't say you're vegetarian. But everything that's required to keep that food in our food cycle, you need conservation. Yeah. So and sometimes that means killing animals. We have to discuss that. Yeah, so, uh, and, and in today's world, um, those animals that you complain about are the number one emitters of E. coli and ethanol to our ozone and to water supply, which is causing the algae blooms and yeah. fertilizers to keep all these crops healthy and safe. So we've created the USDA and we've created food regulations that require uh, all these, you know, pesticides and all this because it has to be safe for grocery stores. And, right. you know, you wanted safety, safety, safety. Yeah. Well, now you have algae blooms and killing off sea life yep. because we have to run so many yeah. pesticides and fertilizers and even every farmer now has to be licensed to operate in pesticides and herbicides. Yeah, so you, you've created your own monster and somewhere in the middle, nobody wants to come to the table and talk about We're it. We're really good about creating our own issues. Oh, and, absolutely. And just, then we just have to solve them and then we, well, create, and then we create an issue off that issue. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's just, it compounds. You know, I mean, so if we can teach people one at a time, like going back to quality product and how to communicate and laugh and have, look, we're just we're trying to bring it back. Exactly. And, and it can be done if you have an open mind Know, laugh a little bit. All the jokes are all clean, good humor and fun. And PG. You, your, yeah. your kids can listen to them, you know, but that's how it used to be. You know, yeah. you've heard a joke, you're like, my grandfather used to tell that joke. You know, <laughs> like, it's so lame. But think about it. That was 40 years ago, and kids today never heard those jokes. No. And He's trying to Nick, bring them back. Nick was asked one of those jokes by Will on camera, and it was like an old dad joke, and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I, I, I even told one the other day, and I was like, you know, what's the best part about telling dad jokes and he's like what's that I said, sometimes to make him laugh and he didn't get it yeah and i'm like if you're telling your dad jokes he might laugh. yeah but the it's it's so new to them you know it's like remember remember in the 80s and 90s bell bottoms made a comeback oh yeah and jenga jeans and all that yeah. stuff well know? i mean i grew up with hee-haw so i mean talking about slapstick Comedy, yeah, and you're looking at me. You may not even know what hee haw is. Yes, I, yeah, I, I know I, you I don't even know what Grandpa that is, Jones, yeah, baby. Yeah, Grandpa <laughs> Jones, exactly. And a lot of your listeners probably don't know what that is, yeah. but yeah. that's the original slapstick comedy of going through, you know, around dad jokes yeah. and kind of having Grandpa those. Jones wore bell bottoms. He did wear bell bottoms. <laughs> so I, I mean, we've lost, we've lost sight and focus on really what's important. And we're trying to bring a little bit of that back. I love it, man. Let's get our food supply back. Let's get like healthy. We're getting like, what's what's better than catching a fresh red snapper? And we did this not too long ago. And making fresh ceviche on the boat, Dude. taking a cracker out there, having that fresh raw ceviche, and then going out Dude, there fishing all night. Dude, nothing beats that. We it's, do that with the blackfin one. Fresh sashimi, man. Yes. Got some wasabi and soy yep. sauce and. Ready to go. You can't yeah, eat more fresh. Dude, you you can't. can't eat more fresh. And people, More people need to start doing it, man. We're going to do that for lunch today. Word. Word. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I really appreciate you guys coming down. I mean, this conversation was absolutely incredible. And to learn about your company, learn about what you guys are doing, you know, like God bless you guys. This is absolutely incredible. And IC Tech is the way, man. That's well, the way from now on. I appreciate, so, appreciate the kind of words. Yeah. We're Absolutely. still goofballs, too, but we Dude, appreciate the it, opportunity. Man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whatever we can do to help you all out, please let us know. I'll okay. you guys at the Science of Fishing here and Center Consoles only. So. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do is uh, on your screen, look right down below. There's a promo code for them. 
Uh, use that promo code and save yourself some money on a nice tech cooler. There we go. There we go. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for joining us on CCO's The Science of Fishing. We hope that this episode was helpful and you learned something for the next time you're wedding a line. Before we cast off, a special thanks to our sponsors, Sea Mule and Black Reef Co. Stay hooked by following us on social media at Science of Fishing and hitting the subscribe button. And if you know someone who'd enjoy this, don't hesitate to share. Until we meet again, catch them up.